Welcome to Thoughts Off the Stem. <laughs> I'm Justin Baroni, and today we're smoking a little bit of citrus skunk from Green Seal in this bad boy, and we're gonna smoke a Pistol in Paris Orange Tings pre-roll because they're fucking delicious. Yes, and it's been a while, so I had to pick some really good stuff to smoke because why not? I haven't done an episode or a session so since last, since April. It's been a while, but. So I'm glad, I'm hoping that people come and watch this again since I've had to put you off so long and I apologize. Um, yeah, it's been a wild ride, man. So this is, I don't have any weed facts. I don't have a do for real segment yet because I'm still in the process of setting some of this stuff up. But as you can see, we're in a new studio and I wanted to talk about why we're doing that right now. So I hope you're having a great Friday. Thank you for joining me, Justin Baroni, to start off your weekend right. Get high, man. <laughs> I hope you've had a good, like, what is it? April, May, June, July, August, September, October. Seven and a week months. <laughs> I hope you've had a good one, man. I got some new stools. I set up a new desk. We're in a new house. That's what I'm talking about. So, just to catch you up, because this is basically what this, the 90th Seshisode is going to be. It's going to basically, oh man, I didn't bring an ashtray. That's no bueno. <laughs> Alright, well, as you can see, I have my trusty weed chest behind me, which is pretty fucking awesome. Um, I will use this as an ashtray. The top of my old bug buster. <laughs> Yeah, man, I hope you guys had a really good summer. I hope you enjoyed yourselves. I hope you had, you know, had a really good time and just generally enjoyed some life in the sun for a little bit because now we're getting into winter and I apologize for being so late doing these. I was going to try and have it opened up again or started up again um, in August, but that didn't work out. And let me tell you why. <laughs> so in April, I decided to sell my house because I thought I need to get out of the area that I'm in. I need to get my kids in a better position. We need to level up life here. I wanna put some money behind this podcast as I talked about previously. So I thought, you know what? Let's see what we can get for the house. So I called up a real estate company and said, hey, what do you think? Can you come assess the house? So they did that. They figured they could get me a pretty good deal uh, so I said, why not? Let's put it on the market. And all said and done, that worked out pretty well. It got me to the point where I can now put some money behind this podcast and hopefully push it proper, put some you know, funds into some marketing and things like that. Uh, do some fun shit that you guys might enjoy that may not necessarily involve being in this room or at least concoctions of things. Because <laughs> I got plans, baby. Now that I've been working at a shop... Uh, for what, like eight months now? Uh, I'm now a key holder, supervisor, because I know my shit. I'm gonna move this chair up. There we go. Yeah, so things are going pretty well for me. And uh, just to explain, one of the reasons that I decided to sell the house was because I hadn't made any good choices. <laughs> At least I felt like I hadn't made really good choices uh, up until that point in my life. <laughs> and being like, 41 years old, I thought, you know what, I should really do something, like man up and like do something proper here, right? So 
what I did was I sat back, I thought about it, and yes, the market was doing well and all that fun stuff, but here's the thing. I decided, you know what, I'm not gonna check with anybody. Normally I have a conversation with my dad, what do you think about this, what do you think about that? Um, and I decided not to do that. I thought, you know what, I'm gonna do this all the way through. I'm gonna decide if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna meet with people, get ideas, see what they have to say, um, and see if I can make some money. See if I can prove to myself that I can make a good financial decision and put myself ahead as far, uh, like farther than I've ever been. Um, and luckily, it worked out well. Uh, there were a, little, a few bumps in the road. A hundred percent there were bumps in the road. Um, we had to, we're renting a house now, so I was able to set up a nice little studio. Um, give all the kids their own rooms, which is great. What else? Um, we're babysitting a dog. <laughs> So I took in a cat that I ended up owning. I'm not gonna end up owning this dog, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> but I took in this dog. This dog is awesome, super nice. Had some, I think, previously shitty owners. Whoever you are, you suck. Um, but he's a really awesome dog. He's a boxer, he's all muscly, uh, but he's a big cuddle bear. And uh, yeah, he's really good, he listens to you nice. If you treat him nice, he treats you nice. And he's protective of the girls already, which is pretty awesome. So yeah, so now we're gonna look into maybe getting a dog. Maybe not a boxer, boxers are a little too big, but yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's been quite the ride. All right, so let me tell you the story <laughs> of trying to rent a house. <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude, where is it? Dude. There it is. <laughs> dude, <laughs> I'm telling you, this was like, the stupidest shit I think I've ever gone through, but like simplistically stupid, you know what I mean? Like something that should have been a really easy, like quick done deal turned into like a month of just bullshit meetings, <laughs> okay? So um, how do I put this? So we started looking for houses and because the market, when I sold the house, it was literally the week before the market went and bottomed out so I lucked out I got really really lucky uh, that somebody made an offer and you know took the house but that week after it went down so then I started looking for rentals right because we basically got an agreement and it's closing in like I think I it was like it was just under 60 days that it was closing and I'm like okay well now we got to find a place right I start looking for places dude I remember when I was back in university you would go to like the university like common area I guess and pick up like a flyer that basically had you know student housing or ha rentals things like that you could just go get one okay you now well at least at the time I had to go through real estate agent listings of these places I had to go see places with a real estate agent it was fucking weird, dude. <laughs> I would nor I was used to going where you'd like go meet the person, they liked you, you liked them, you could afford it, you showed them financials and you got the house. No, now you had to get your real estate agent to take you to their real estate agent who would then show you the show. <laughs> I mean show you <laughs> show you the house. These orange things are fucking awesome. Okay? I'm gonna tell you about those in a second. So you would do the so you would have to go with the two real estate agents and like as if you were buying the house but you're just renting this motherfucker right so it was kind of a pain in the ass and it got to the point where we found i think i actually ended up looking at like four houses one house i ended up losing out on because i didn't have my documents together and there was an offer and they took it 
Yeah, and you had to offer on shit. So it was just like buying a fucking house. It was so, oh, so stupid, dude. Anyway, so then um, after that, I got all my shit together because we liked that place and I thought, man, I should be on the ball. I should do better and be on the ball. So I got all my paperwork together, financial stuff ready and all that stuff. But the problem was I didn't have the money from the house. So I was going on the premise that, hey, I'll have the money for you. <laughs> I just don't have it right now. <laughs> I understand the problems with all of that, <laughs> but I did it anyway. Because <laughs> I figured the sale of a house, I mean, you have a real estate agent react, like interacting with another real estate agent. It should work out okay, right? It did not. <laughs> it was always some pressure to like give more and more. So the first place we looked at was a really nice place. It was like, you know, in the price range of what I wanted to pay per month. We go, we look at them like it's perfect. It had two basements. It had, you go on the main floor and then there's like kitchen, living room, dining room. There's a little like, uh, what do you call it? Um, like a little sunroom off the side of the house and a little yard in the back. Then you go down one the set of stair, one set of stairs and you're in a fucking basement with two rooms and a bathroom. And then you go turn the corner and there's more stairs down to another basement where I was like, oh my God, this would be perfect. Tool room, podcast room, perfect, right? So I tell this guy, I want the house. I'll pay you cash. That's what I'll do. So I realized that if I wasn't able to give them, like show them that I had the money then, <laughs> that I would promise them cash because <laughs> cash is king <laughs> so I was like look I can't pay you now but I'll pay you six months on like the day we move in or you know after the date of the sale of the house and that's how I was trying to like get my foot in the door with these people with these renter renters right so the first guy I'm talking to must have been an older dude I don't know but he goes his response was no I want an executive family in I was like, what the fuck is an executive family? <laughs> I don't have a fucking clue what that is. Do you know what that is? I found out what that was, okay? <laughs> an executive family, I guess, is either a couple that are not going to be in the house very often, they work all the time, okay? Or, no, basically that's an executive family. That's it, okay? So I'm thinking to myself like, all right, but at the price that we're paying per month for this house, a family, like an executive family that can afford something like that, it's not gonna fucking rent it. They're gonna own it. You know what I'm saying? So it was really stupid. So that one came and went. So another house we liked, like, I don't know, a couple weeks later, met with the guy, left thinking, yeah, all I have to do is give him the paperwork and he's good, he's ready to go. Get home, text them saying, hey, can I have your email so I can send the documents over? And they stop responding. They don't even respond. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? So they must have been playing somebody else on, like, you know, some other level. And then, uh, so after that guy, I got a little discouraged and I had to take a little time off. <laughs> so I stopped looking for houses for a little bit and figured, fuck it, we'll just have a good time. So, you know. I just enjoyed the summer for a bit. Then after a couple weeks, I decided, okay, I better start looking. Oh yeah, by the way, after this second house didn't, uh, they just stopped responding to me. We were out of our house, living at a friend's house <laughs> because the closing date had come and gone. So now on the second house, I actually had the money <laughs> up front to show, to prove and give, right? 
these guys don't answer. I'm like, what the fuck? Do people not like money anymore? Did something happen where I like have have like does everybody pay in NFTs now? I don't fucking know what's going on. So this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, okay, I'm good to pay for everything. I paid off all my debts. I got like you know a little bit left over. I have enough for rent. Here we go. Right? No answer back. Then I find another place that I really liked because it was bigger, it had a full garage, like I could fit a car and a half in there. It was fucking awesome, okay? So going through the process, I have this money put aside and you know, I've put, um, I've given them the bank statements that I think they needed and all that shit and we're now negotiating with these people and they're saying, oh, well, we want this, we want that and I'm saying like, well, I'll pay this, but that's it. So finally it got down to, after all this negotiation, that what I was willing to do was I was willing to basically pay the year up front. Well, really, I wanted to do six and six, okay? So I was like, I'll give you the first six months in, like, direct deposit or whatever, and then in January, I'll give you the next six months. And then the guy goes, no. He goes, I want the whole year. Oh, no, wait. He, yeah, no, he accepted the six months. And then where it went all fucking squirrely and weird, okay, was I was all ready to pay him. And then he said to he says to me that, or we're, we're working on an agreement between the two real estate agents. I have my buddy, my buddy Dave, the lawyer, involved in reading some of this stuff. And basically the guy wanted me to take sole responsibility of everything. So he had written in like, you know, I would pay minor damages and things like that. And like, if the stove broke, I'd replace it, shit like that, which I wasn't willing to do anyway. But he had put that in and I figured we need a house. We're living in the basement of a friend's. So there's some stuff that I can put up with. So I put up with a few things and the final fucking straw with this motherfucker, okay? Which is also stupid because I'm gonna tell you the dollar value this asshole had on the fucking table, but, and, and like lost it, cash. I don't know how many people get this offer, but this dude, I wouldn't want, I would be like, yep, <laughs> no problem, right? <coughs> so, this guy finally says, well, I, I have to give him, I'm pretty sure it was a half a year's rent. No, it was the full year's rent. He wanted the full year's rent, and then um, if there was like a natural disaster, I said, all, the, all I said was, that's fine, I'll pay you the year. But if something were to happen where we can't live in the house and it's not our fault, then you have to give me the remainder of that back so that I can pay to live somewhere for the next year. And he tells me, no, insurance will cover it. Listen, motherfucker, <laughs> okay? Let me explain some shit to you, you dumb asshole. <laughs> Sorry, this guy got me riled up, man. So I, I'm saying to my lawyer buddy, he's like, you should just take it, deal with it, it'll be fine. And I was like, no, there's a certain point where you have to look at these like situations like this and be like, no, you're taking too much. So for me to give you, here's how much it was, $37,000 <laughs> cash, basically, either in a money transfer, like a direct deposit transfer or cash, cash, okay? That was my offer. After getting that cash, this motherfucker can't even agree to, if something happens, be able to give me the money back that I didn't use. I'm not even asking back, asking for like the, how if we had been there for a month and something happened, I'm not even asking for that back. I'm just asking for, hey, can I have my 11 months of rent back? This asshole goes, nope. 
I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> so, basically, it ends up that I find out this guy's out on vacation somewhere. I say to my real estate agent, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, is this guy, I have a theory. This guy is basically saying, I want to keep the cash no matter what happens. You, I'm getting, like, if the house burned down, I would get insurance money. I get to keep your cash. So you're double dipping, you motherfucking asshole. But I would get paid out a certain amount to live. I wouldn't even get money because it's not my house, right? I would get, like, here's a car, like, if the car burned, car rental. If the, you know, here's, a, here's money for some accommodations and some food. It's not enough. And it's not what I, w- I law, I would, he would have kept from me monetarily, right? This motherfucker. So finally, my real estate agent calls back and says, yeah, he's not agreeing. He doesn't want to take that out of the deal. So I said, fine, I'm done with this. I said, you call, she goes, what do you want me to tell him? I said, you call him back and you tell him that he can either call me directly and have a conversation or he can go fuck himself. <laughs> she goes, I'm not saying that. I said, well, that's what I want you to say. <laughs> so say that. <laughs> I don't think she did. <laughs> but basically, I think the vibe got through. But I can't believe this guy walked away from 37 grand in cash, being like, here you go, dude. Just so that I could be okay with the fact that like I'm living in a new place now. It sucks for having to pay that much for a year, but that's what the market is, or was. So, that's why it took so long. <laughs> To get back to the podcast and I apologize that I kept putting it off and sending out tweets like I sent out a tweet last week saying hey I'm gonna have an episode on Friday at 420 and then uh, 420 came and went and I said oh we'll have it at 9 because I'm having technical difficulties well let me explain the technical difficulties okay <laughs> so in the process of selling the house moving into a friend's house and then moving into this house I let everything kind of go flat Okay, so I didn't record anything. I didn't have time. Everything was pretty much packed away. I let the website go to shit. I let uh, the uh, the store go to shit, but I have to review that anyway. So right now, there's no merch <laughs> that's available. Um, the website is up and running again, tots420.com. Um, but yeah, I've been working on all that stuff. And then finally, last week, I thought I had everything done. I thought I had the table was all set up. I had the area all ready to go the way I thought I liked it. You know, brought some old stuff from the old place. Uh, I don't know why I yelled that, but I did. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying the sesh. Um, yeah. So I thought I had everything set up. And then... Uh, Last Thursday, I had all the, like, the area set up, right? Ready to go. Had an idea what I was going to talk about, what I was going to do. Fucking. I was finishing, I think, putting uh, up the these pictures and stuff. And I had plugged my phone in because I was using my phone to record all the videos, right? So I plugged my phone in upstairs in my room. Then came down here, worked on the stuff I needed to work on. And then went back up to get my phone. That was an hour in between. My phone was dead. When I plugged it in, it registered as charging. I go back up there after my hour of putting this stuff together, okay? I go to unplug the phone, comes out fine, screen doesn't work. Nothing works. Dude, (laughs) my phone pooped out. My phone took a shit (laughs) and died completely. Couldn't charge it, nothing. So, I haven't even had this phone for a year yet. (laughs) Okay, I'm talking like maybe seven, eight months I've had this phone, yeah, and the whole thing dies. 
So I have to go down to Telus. I take it in because that's how I have to record the podcast. So I call Telus. They tell me, oh, bring it in. It was Thursday night. Bring it in on Friday. I'm like, Friday, fuck. So then they have to give me a loaner phone. Well, I'm not recording all this shit on the loaner phone because who knows what people do with things, <laughs> okay? So I take my phone in and I figure, you know what? Fuck it. I was going to buy a good camera like after January, but I figure since, you know, I don't have a phone and I'm using, I was using the loaner phone, I'm not putting it on that. So I go out and I buy the podcast camera that I wanted. Perfect. I go to set it up. This is Friday afternoon when I'm figuring I'm going to do an episode and then, you know, put it out. Okay. So I get home. I have the camera. I have to charge the battery for two hours. That's fine. It's 12. I have till 2. At 2, I'll, I'll uh, put every, like, set everything up and then I'll fucking, you know, do the episode. Well, I turned the camera on <laughs> after it had charged. I tried to do some shit with it. I can't figure that shit out. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, apparently. <laughs> so, <clears throat> somehow, in messing around with the settings, which I didn't even know I was doing, okay, <laughs> I had made it so that autofocus put a red box <laughs> around everything in pictures and videos. <laughs> so, as the finished product would be whoever was on video or in a picture, their head would be in a red box. <laughs> It's like, that's not good. I can't put that out. Three days it took me to figure out how to do that. <laughs> how to take it off. Finally figured out how to take it off. Okay? And go to shoot some stuff. Realized that the set, the way that I had the podcast like table and everything set up was too close to the camera. The camera is too high quality <laughs> to have it in a small space. You need a little bit more space for the camera to get the angle and the lens and the depth, right? Well, now I have to rearrange the podcast studio. That took another day, because you have to remember, I'm also working, <laughs> still, <coughs> full time, at a pot shop. So, in between my time home and then dealing with the kids, I'm trying to figure all this stuff out. All right, so finally, <laughs> hmm. and then I figured with all the shit that was going on, just trying to use the camera and set up the studio and get an episode out, I figured what I would do is I would make sure that the camera could connect to the laptop, because yeah, I upgraded the laptop. I've upgraded everything, baby. We got studio lighting, we got a nice little setup. You know, it's, I feel like it's an upgrade. I don't know what you think, but you can let me know. Leave a comment, hit the likes, whatever you want to do. <laughs> or just join the sesh every Friday at 4.20. Hopefully this one gets out. Because, as I said, I made sure that before I started trying to record anything that I could connect the camera to the computer. Trying to figure out the right EOS program that everything everybody told you about when you searched for it was very hard for me, apparently. <laughs> I suck at putting technology and finding it and like pairing it together. I didn't think I was that bad at it. I'm horrible. That's all I can tell you. I don't, I don't know, I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> but there's something, clearly. So, I finally got that worked out. That only took a day. So I was getting progressively better at dealing with these issues. Like, yay. <laughs> but I still fucked up my timeline. So I learned over the course of all these situations that what I need to do is not get ahead of myself and start promising shit <laughs> or even saying that shit's gonna happen until it's ready to happen you know what I'm saying 
So now I'm hoping that when I'm done with this, I could connect that and everything transfers fine and I could set it up on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, Apple, everywhere, right? So that's the hope. We'll see what happens. I don't know. But yeah, so that's where we, that's how we've got to this point now, where I finally felt comfortable at using the technology that I have bought to upgrade this situation <laughs> and confidence in my ability to put it out there as well. <laughs> and now we're starting to record it. However, there is still one more issue and you can tell because it's the sound. Well, I did have an external microphone that I would use with my phone. I thought that it would just work automatically with a DSLR camera. Guess what? Nope. <laughs> it's the wrong type of cord. <laughs> so now I have to order a new microphone specifically for this camera, which is fine, but I wish I had checked into that. I'm telling you, I'm learning fucking lessons all while getting high as shit because I'm realizing that, yeah, I jumped the gun on a lot of shit. <laughs> Maybe I should take a step back and a breath and be like, hey, let's see how to proceed here <laughs> as opposed to just be like, yeah, let's go. But I also like that reckless quality because that's also how you figure things out and make things better and like progressively improve. So I don't know. But yeah, but yeah, that's, so we've got to this point where now I've almost set everything up. We just have to replace the microphone and then we should be good. You know what's fucked up? Speaking of microphones and human microphones, I guess, Andrew Tate became a thing. I'm not trying to jump on the bandwagon, but I'm like, holy fuck, what? <laughs> I can't believe that happened. I don't really want to discuss it a lot. I'm just surprised that so many people followed this dude. Like, I don't know how you could see that as like a logical, I don't know how you could see it as a logical way of thinking. I could see how some of the underlying ideas make sense, but it's the presentation that kind of fucks it up and how people don't realize that it's all like an act. Like he's, that's definitely a persona. I mean, I guess now he's getting figured out, but fuck that blew my mind. He enraged everyone. It was actually kind of like, that's some psychological shit right there. <laughs> he did some real solid marketing and delivering a brand. <laughs> but goddamn, I can't believe how easy, watching him, I couldn't believe how easy it is to like, suck people in, I guess. I thought more, I thought people have more of a mental resolve. Clearly, I am wrong. <laughs> oh. But yeah. So, I'm really just using this episode to say I, you know, I apologize for leaving it so long to get to the episodes. It's not that I was actually trying to. It's just things seem to keep getting in the way, and I got overconfident, which is what I normally do. And now that the dog is barking like a crazy dog, I don't know if you can hear that. Hopefully not. But, yeah. Um, yeah, we're now set up, and I've got a bunch of ideas um, for the new, for the, I don't know if I'd call it a new season or whatever, but for the new beginning to the podcasts, <laughs> this podcast, the new beginning to thoughts off the stem. I've got, uh, because I work at the pot shop, I'm going to have a bunch of people that I work with come on and, you know, we're going to do a few things, maybe teach you some stuff, tell you about some new products, test products like crazy, because I mean, that's realistically part of our job. We got to know what we're selling, right? So we may as well tell you, hey, this is good, this is bad, this is the ugly one. Mm -mm. <laughs> so that's a plan. Hopefully next week's episode, or at least in a couple weeks' episodes, 
I'm gonna have Dave the elusive Dave is gonna be on this time I have it I told him he can't not do it and now that I have this set up and we got this going on it's gonna be a good vibe so he's coming um, yeah I'm gonna have a competition with oh I don't know if it's gonna work but maybe I'll step in I, I try it we're gonna have a smoke out competition and see if uh, a couple of my co-workers can who's gonna outsmoke who that kind of thing um, got some I'm working on some weed facts some new knowledge about some of the products that are coming out because now that I get to learn about everything to teach you hopefully teach you about maybe some CBG CBD or CBN stuff like that um, what else what else was I gonna do I don't know fun shit oh okay so I guess I hit the maximum recording length <laughs> So I guess what I'll have to say is because I don't know how long it's been that I've been chattering my face off. Um, but, and I don't remember what I was talking to now. Talking to, talking about, that was, see that was even the wrong button. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm high. I hope you're high. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the sesh. Um, wait, what was I talking about? I don't feel like it was anything important, but. Um, oh, I'm going to make a weed arita. That was one of the things, dude, you're going to see this. When Dave's down, that's what I'm going to do. We're make, I have got an ingredients to make a weed arita. And we're going to test it out with the amount of THC that's in each of the additions to the drink. I guess you could, uh, the ingredients to the drink. I think it was somewhere up around 500 milligrams. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Um... I have, that's what I was going to tell you. That's why I did the, ooh. I'm going to have, or I'm not going to have, holy crap, I'm getting high. I hope you're high. <laughs> um, what I'm going to do, what? No. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ, it just hit me, dude. That, the camera's stopping. I got to figure that out. See? Another thing I got to, I got to figure out. Um, it totally threw me off. Okay. I have a new bomb that I am going to present to you that I know this one's smaller than the last one that I had but the one that I am going to unveil to you oh man <laughs> um, if you've been following my Instagram at all uh, I think I put up a story on there or, or a post when I on my first bowl in it after I bought it this thing is amazing <laughs> I'm going to introduce it in a couple episodes because I'm just not ready to open the show with it. I've taken, it took me a month <laughs> of smoking that thing every night <laughs> to, to be able to talk <laughs> after smoking it. For the first month, I was just <laughs> brain dead. <laughs> Stare off into space. I knew what was going on. I didn't green out. I was just so stoned that all I could do was stare off into the stars being like, Hurr. And I would tell people, you have to tell me stories now, after I hit it. So I'm going to introduce you to that. Uh, I think we're going to play some fun games with some with some of the guests that I have on. We're going to get Bo back. Maybe we'll see if he comes on if he wants. Yeah, I got some. Uh, I got a whole booklet of ideas for this this new adventure of thoughts off the step. <laughs> this new progression to thoughts off the step. And I really appreciate you joining me, Justin Peroni, on your Friday at 4.20 to start your weekend off right. Get high. So these orange tanks, I waited forever for these to come. 
and they finally made it to Ontario and I bought them the second they came in the store. First time I smoked them, they were amazing. I find that sometimes when you're smoking stuff um, from the, from like a dispensary, the first time you smoke it, you really like it. The second time, not so much. These motherfuckers taste the same, hit the same, enjoy the same every time. Taste the same, dude. I think I said that twice. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, those are my thoughts off the stem for this week. Thank you for joining me, Justin Peroni. And I hope you come back next week because we're on a roll, baby. <laughs> hope you come back next week. Uh, yeah, at 4.20. I don't remember what the ending is. See, I got to get back in the fucking flow. Come back next week at 4.20 p.m. on uh, Anchor, Spotify, YouTube. Um, and, uh, I don't know. Everywhere you get a podcast. I'm going to have to watch an old podcast to figure out what I say at the end now. <laughs> I've been so sidetracked with stuff. <laughs> <coughs> I feel like I'm starting from scratch. <laughs> oh yeah, the website's back up, so check out tots420.com and then you can hit the links there and they'll take you to uh, Spotify and YouTube where you can watch it either way. <laughs> That's right. So I hope you have a good weekend and yeah, I hope you join me next week uh, at 4.20 p.m. on Thoughts Off The Stem. Until next time, keep your lids low, baby. <laughs> <laughs>